0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at Connection.com FedContracts.
0: Hello, good evening and welcome to the build-up show from the LFC Day Trippers where we're going to look forward to Liverpool versus Manchester City. I'm the host, Keith Plunkett tonight and I'm joined by regular here, Shawnee Lawson. Shawnee, how are you? How's it going, Keith? Good, good. We're going to do our best to big up Liverpool for this big game. (laughs) And I'm delighted to be joined by big Steve, MCFC, Man City's finest. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us tonight, mate.
1: No problem, fellas. No problem at all. Um so what we'll what we'll just do is we'll look forward
0: to the, the match, the form of the two teams, how how impressive, you know, unimpressive, deceptive it may be in some instances. Um and we'll look forward to the match predictions and things like that. But Steve, um as I said, great to have you on here. Um can we get a bit of background to you which I'm man City following? Tell me you followed them when they played at main road, please.
1: Yeah, well, um right. I've had a season ticket at City since uh, 1989, so at Main Road. I go home and away, Europe, um, as people will know. um, Yeah, I've been on that roller coaster, um, relatively new to the YouTube blogs and things. Um, But yeah, you know, I've been there since. I've seen it. I'd rather do it my way, you know. I say to a lot of of people that I've been from Barnsley to the Burnabout, you know, places like that. And and it's good doing it our way. I mean, I'd hate to do it the other way, like um, certain teams where, you know, you was up there, up there, up there, and then you drop. I mean, I don't think the big teams have ever dropped as far as we've dropped. But, you know, I wouldn't swap them times. Um, let's just say they were character building. Let's just say we uh, it took a lot of steel. It took a lot of nerve. Um, it took a lot of... I don't know. I think, you know yourself, when you're a fan, you're a fan. And you, you go through the mill with them. And we've been through some mills, you know, with some managers and takeovers and people that didn't have money. And, you know, we could be here all day. We could do a full a full week on City. <laughs> but at the minute, mate, you know, I'm not one of these that says, oh, I'd rather be in Division 2. It was better than... No, it will not They were both different times. Look, when we sat in Division 2, pissed up, watching Stuart Pearce and, 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 and things like that, you sit there and you think, oh, God, we, I think we could one day win an FA Cup or one day we've got a League Cup in us. And then now, I mean, we're in dreamland, you know, the football we've been playing last few years. We've got Pep Guardiola. Um, we've got the players we've seen, you know, the places we've been. Look, it's um, every Man City fan out there who's been through that mill deserves it, you know what I mean? And I say it a lot and people think I'm piping on. But when, when when, Man City as a club needed the fans, when we were in Division 2 and we had, no, we had no money and we, and we were really on our arse and the neighbours were winning trebles and they were mocking us and had little banners up and they were taking the piss. At the end of the day, we came out week in, week out, 30,000. We drank the shit beer. We ate the shit pies. We watched the shit (laughs) players and and now we've got our reward. So every Man City fan out there now is in dreamland, whether they say otherwise, they're telling lies
0: yeah there yeah, the, yeah, the, the is scenario. there's um, a snobbery about Man City I think out there that everybody sort of thinks other teams have a dig saying you know oh, they're only fans since 2000 and it was 2008 when yeah, um, the takeover yeah. happened um, where the money gets injected but the reality is City were always a, a big club but maybe a sleeping joint and how do you become how do you go from being a sleeping joint to being a, a challenger at the top and you need that investment you need that cash injection and i think some people can maybe be a bit snob snobby towards that and look you know as liverpool fans we've been sort of big big boys at the at the top table yeah. for you know 50 years 60 years and um when you see upstarts coming, like I say, let well, I say upstarts, City are a big club to me. They're a traditional big club along with Everton, Aston Villa, you know, teams that maybe aren't at the top anymore. Well, City are, yeah. you know, that, that faded away. They're still big clubs. Does it annoy you when people start to throw the, you know, you there only where you are because of the, the investment? Or could you, as City fans, could you not really give a shit because you are where you are now? As you said, you've For gone sure. through the rough and you've come
1: it, it doesn't bother me one bit. I don't care what any comment says, what anything does. If there's only me sat in that stadium with my City shirt on, I don't even care. But the thing is, like you say, I could, I've could. i been there in the dark times and the humour from the City fans and the support has been unreal. We've turned up at places in midweek. Bristol Rovers, Swindon Town, filled the away ends. We've been getting beat. We're all having a laugh, a sing-song. They're the proper days. you know. The club, the Man City club is a proper Manchester club. So all these people that keep comment, its a proper Manchester club. It's a real Mancunian club. It's a real city club. What well, you look at United now? You've not had success for a, for a few years, yeah. You walk around Manchester, you struggle to see one of them. You know what I mean? And, and 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 it is what it is. They can they can say what they want. Listen, we're unique in our own way. I wouldn't choose Man City over anything. But I I love it now. I walk around Manchester. The city shirts everywhere the kids go to school, they all want to be City fans, they all want to watch Kevin De Bruyne, I was running around my school yeah, thinking I was Niall Quinn and I was <laughs> the only one in there that thought was you know what I mean, but well, that was just me but, but I love City but listen, um, there'll be certain City fans of a certain age that'll get the ump with it but anyone worth his salt who's, who's seen it all, just text it because I, I love it mate because I think to myself, you know what, um, it stinks of jealousy to me, we was a team, yo-yo in between divisions, right, the only reason them Arabs came in and bought was they've seen something there. They knew we had the fan base, and they've looked at it and gone, right, who's the most successful team in England at the minute? Man United. Who's their rivals? Man City. What have they won? Nothing. Right, let's get them. Because they're Arabs, it's all about what they can do and how they can show it off. So if they'd have come in and bought Liverpool, and Liverpool had overtook and won the league, no one would blink an eyelid because Liverpool were winning for them. So what they decided to do was build a massive infrastructure and what they've done on and off the off the pitch as well is unbelievable. The donations to the hospitals, the schools, the housing, the training facilities, everything around the whole of East Manchester has been reformed by these guys. And then you look at certain teams whose owners are coming in and they're pillaging the club and they're saddling it with debt and they're taking the dividends. But apparently, they're prestigious clubs. They're his, they've done it the right way. The history says otherwise. Blah blah blah. So, Holy oh, shit! Listen, them owners of ours. Are the best owners in the world at the minute. They do, they don't interfere with managers, they're not chopping and changing every week. From the bottom of the academy to the top, they're laying structures out. You can actually see um what they're trying to do. And it's refreshing to watch. So as a Man City fan at the minute, you can't get anyone happier than me. And um, you know, we're lucky, we're lucky we won the jackpot, and there's no team in the history of football that has won anything without investing any money and the people say oh we did it the right way because we won the league in 19 no you didn't because i had it with a liverpool fan the other week he admitted it i remember liverpool in the 80s they were the cream of the crop and they they could blow everyone out of the water so they could go to any team and say right we're having your star player and you couldn't keep him because liverpool were liverpool they were massive and they just throw two three four million around and think they signed Dalgleish and players like that. Nobody could do that at the time. So that was Liverpool in their cycle. United did it. Uh, Andy Cole. Rio Ferdinand. You know, players like that. They blew everyone out of the water. I mean, and City, Chelsea done it. And City done it to an expect. But, you know, that's the modern game of football. It's all about the cash.
0: It, it really is. It really is. And Shawnee, something Steve touched on there was the infrastructure that, that the owners have put in at Man City. And I think that's, you know, people, we can get caught up on the FFP side of things. And look, it is, we're not going it to, it's a bit shady, but what they've done outside of, of the actual team. You know, as Steve said, you buy, buy a team, it's a big team. It's got a new, I think they only had that new stadium as well, which was an attractive uh, proposition. They didn't have to build yeah. anything there. They could they could build around it. But Steve was right, really Sean, isn't he? You know, the youth setup has gone to one of the best in the world. The ladies set up, which, you know, yeah. clubs like Liverpool don't put anything into. And man, you know, they only put a ladies team in last season, I think. Man City are at the forefront of all that. So they're, they're trying to do it the right way. But they're just something they were maybe too quick and it's catching up with them in the authorities. But as an ownership group, Shawnee, how do you think they are?
2: Well, look, you have to look at the the whole network of the city group of the teams. They set up a ball over the all over the wall, basically. And they've kind of franchised uh, Man City out across the wall. And I think it's good to see that in a way. Like this, that's sort of unprecedented in a, in football. And I'll, I'll echo Steve's thoughts there because I was at uh, Liverpool City away. The year he beat, us 5-1. Uh, the man I was sent off and he's right. Like when you're walking around that area of the stadium, it's unbelievable the the surrounding areas of the Etihad. Like I got off the train at Manchester Piccadilly, jumped in a taxi on the way down. And I thought I was in a different part of the country, to mm. be honest with you. Um yeah, look, we can you could go on all day about FFP and stuff like that. Like but fucking that's that's the way of the game. They look that they'll, yeah. they'll bend the rules as much as they can and look until they look if they're not gonna be fucking stopped, then why not do because if I know for a fact if Liverpool were doing it, I wouldn't give a fuck either because the whole idea of football being a socialist game is completely dead in the water. Forget about that. Football is completely different now. Look at what's happened during the pandemic. Look at what the game has become. We're seeing it for what it is. These fucking TV stations just want to get their games on the telly to get the, to get the money in the door. They don't give a fuck about the fans. If they give if they cared about the fans, there wouldn't be games. Football would be held off altogether. So, yeah. let, look, let's not get tangled up with the idea that football is still a sort of socialist game because it's not. It's, it's far from it. And City are doing what they have to do. And look, spending all that money doesn't even guarantee success either. So they, they went down and got the best in class. They, they had a, the Mancini there, the Pellegrini yeah. there, and the end game was Pep Guardiola. And they're starting to really see fruit now because although they haven't managed to win the, the, the big one, the Champions League, because I know a lot of the City fans have love that glory in Europe. They've put together some of the greatest Premier League sides that there's ever been. That, and that's just as simple as that. If you're a football fan, you're watching, you're watching Man City as a team out, without adding the outside noise. They're a fantastic team to watch. They're brilliant to watch. It's just how so happens that fucking the fuckers are up against us now. And their er, yeah. latest golden area, we, we're going to have to go up against them. You're seeing the last couple, of, maybe not last year, but the year before that, 97 points is not going to win you a leg up against this. Two teams pushing each other to the very end. And, and look, it's only good for the sport. It, it, it's great to see. It's great to see. It really
0: is, and it's something that um, Shawnee touched on there, Steve, you know, the last few years. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. People, those people in there chat, those, those Liverpool fans I see on Twitter all the time and they don't feel Liverpool-Man City is a, is a proper rivalry. And I don't know where they can get that from because the last few years, as Sean, you said there, Man City raised the bar. When Pep Guardi- we all knew when Pep Guardiola came in there that that was going to be a... That as Shani said, that was the end game, and that was going to be the raising of the bar. And it looked like, you know, who can catch them? And it forced Liverpool, well, it didn't force, but Liverpool were the ones who took the baton and says, right, we're going to go with this, we're going to go for it. And to see that title run where you're talking about a 98 and a 97-point season, like, outrageous, yeah. you know, outrageous, which forced us then the next season. And, sorry, Man City got 100 points the year before that, right? 100 yeah. points moonwalk to the title 97 98 absolute slugfest and then the next season it forced Liverpool to say right draws are no good anymore in this league that was how competitive it was you have to win your games you have to aim for 100 points to shake off man so you know as as it happened last season City sort of faded up not fade away fell away injury till apart they they hit the wall because you can only do so much. These runs take yeah. a lot mentally and, you know, psychologically, physically takes a lot out of you. And Liverpool are seeing that now, right? Different circumstances will get an absolutely hit with every injury going. But it doesn't change the mental fatigue. You know, when you get no. over that line, it's a hard, hard line to get over. But do you feel now? that it is a big rivalry. When when the fixtures come out for you, are you looking for Liverpool as much as you still look for Man United? Or does it even surpass the the Manchester United game?
1: I think it's different because I think we've all got our rivals where we're growing up. I mean, I lived in Manchester. When I'm growing up, the Man United fans made my life hell yeah. So that's I'm mentally scarred by them. So what I, I can't get over them, you see. So I I hate them with a passion. Everyone knows it. I ain't afraid to say it, and I don't care what anyone says. I can't stand it. But the, the rivalry with Liverpool is because you realistically know the last few years that Liverpool are the only ones that can challenge you for the title. So as soon as the fixtures come out, you're looking at Liverpool, and I think that's the same with. With Liverpool fans, I think that the rivalry with Man United is historically the eight Man United. They can't wait for a, a Manchester game because they hate them. But they're not. You're only looking forward to that one game. When you're actually looking at a full season, you look at them fixtures and you think, "Fucking hell, who's City got first? Or can we build a bit of a gap here?" And what what you said yeah. was right with the Liverpool and the City team. Them two teams were absolutely outstanding. Right? I looked at Liverpool for fucking hell of frightening. Some Liverpool fans said to me, "You know, Pep's team are frightening." But both teams bounced off each other because they knew that if any one of them slipped, the other team was in. And I think we had to win something like 17 or 18 games, and we did it. But I tell you what, it was meant. It must have been so mentally draining for the players, but it was mentally draining for me because I went to every game. I was going to games like Leicester at home, thinking, "Fucking hell." I can see he's beating us one 0 in and then Liverpool and and, and I could imagine the Liverpool fans being the same. So you've got to take hats off to both because I think um without that without that team up your ass, your players don't perform. Because if you if you don't if, if, if you if you slip up one of the teams was coming in and what you said before, what's what uh, touching on what's happening this season a little bit is exactly what happened to us last year. We lost Laporte. And we tried to plug the gap with Fernandinho. So what we did is we actually weakened the midfield and the defence because you took your best midfielder out of midfield to plug your defence. But then the players coming into midfield wasn't Fernandinho. So we absolutely messed it up. And I think what you guys have done now, Virgil's massive. So he's gone. So he's tried to plug it with Henderson and that. And then you're taking your best midfielders out and Fabinho out of your midfield to plug your defence. So that's what's happening. It's like a, it's almost like an identical situation that the two teams have been in and um, it's absolutely crazy but we were fortunate because beginning of the season um, we lost them games against Leicester and Tottenham and we were 12 points behind you yeah. and everyone's going, you know, City's found out and all that stuff. But that Diaz kid came in, took to the Premier League like a duck to water. The back four all of a sudden showed up. Johnny Stones has got rid of Laporte which everyone's like, what's going on here? And um, listen, you got to have hats off to the players for one, for adapting to the system. B for Pep, for 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 not being a stubborn and changing it. And C, we come right on the outside of the rails. Let Man United do the talking. We just popped ahead, and 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 at the minute now, looking at us, um, we're looking really good.
0: Yeah, formidable yeah. At, at the moment, yeah. uh, Shawnee, While we're on, we'll we'll stick on City for a minute. Um, you you said this, you flagged this. I, I don't want you to be the you know Mystic Meg and all that sort of thing predicting Man City cake walk to this. But you said it back in I think October that yeah. City were miles behind, but they were the they were the ones that you felt were going to run away with it because yeah. the, the, I think that position was false at the time, wasn't it? And those games to be played and. <laughs>
2: You look at the table now. There's still a lot of false positions there. I think yeah. when you look, goal difference is a big tell of where teams should be. And I know they got nine the other night, but before that, they those fifty fifty games are just going their way. But back in October, I think City had a game in hand and might have been eleven points off. And everyone was talking about sports, sports the challengers this year. Yeah. United, who's going to run Liverpool? And I maintained that it was Man City. And the, the very reason why I thought that was because this season, I always felt the forced team to put a run of six, seven, eight wins together was going to run yeah. out. And if, whether it would be Liverpool or City, that's who would win the league. And I only ever felt that Liverpool and City were either the teams that could do that. Because we've seen City doing this two or three years in the Rock Bar last year, putting, stitching 12, 13 wins together out of nowhere. And then that's it. They're out in front, and lo and behold, that's what's starting to happen. I think. I don't think they conceded a the goal. I don't know. You might be able to tell me, Steve. I don't think they conceded a the goal in the league since Stamford Bridge. So, it's yeah. not like it's not like this city that now they're putting up they are putting up big scores. There's been a kind of sort of an evolution in this city team. I think that you wouldn't normally associate with Pep Guardiola. We always we we see the, the fancy football, the expansive football, but this is the most conservative Man City that I've seen uh, under yep. Guardiola. You have a, a Diaz who's come in and has been absolutely excellent, um, a complete overhaul of City's defensive setup there. And John Stones has come into a bit of form. Um, and two players who I think have been massively overlooked for any individual awards so far this season, because your man Bruno Fernandez seems to be getting fucking player of the month every month. But
0: yeah, if you ask exactly. me,
2: Gundot, like, Ilkay Gundogan and uh, Cancello yeah. have been unbelievable. Really pulling up that yeah. socks and pulling the team through. Because, look, we've had our injuries. and I City lost Laporte and Laporte only last year. But we, we've lost all of our stand, centre-backs. And then we've <clears> had intermittent <throat> lads dropping out of the team throughout. But if I'm being honest, City haven't been without our injury our injuries either. Because Jesus was missing for a large parts this season and Aguero. So they've played a large part yeah. of the season without strikers. So yeah. and we're an out-and-out striker and they still got results. So this isn't really a surprise to me. We all knew that this City team could put together wins like this. But when you see them keeping clean sheets, that's the worry for me because the all saying is defence wins titles. And, and at the moment, they just look solid as a rock at the back.
0: Yeah, I think there was a big thing said back then, Sean, you remember this as clear as me. You know, City hadn't won three games in a row in... A year or something like that, and that was the big stat. Oh, but they haven't won three in, three in a row, they haven't won three in a row. But you're right, they were the team. And look, Manchester United went on a big, long, and beaten run. But that was that was a uh, very, very I don't want to say lucky because we'll probably have a few of them in the chat there right? because we lost last night. But they, they were coming out on getting the decision in a game that was really swinging it. You know, they'd get a, a VAR decision or they'd get a you know, a, a stroke, a stroke of luck somewhere, and I put them on it. But it was a run that I felt, and I speak for myself. It was a run that I felt was was false and wasn't really sustainable to Manchester. You know, it reminded me of Liverpool in in 1414 under Brendan Rodgers that you're going, you're going, but only would go so far. Man City are a different beast, and we're seeing that now. So, Steve, the form that that City are in at the moment, um, how how many wins have you got now on? It, Thirteen on the the on the top. It, it's formidable. And Sean, touched on on the defence, the defensive side of of the game. There, how big a, a, an influence has Diaz been in in that defence, or is is that being overlooking some of the other guys in there? Is it just being a good unit that he stumbled upon, or has Diaz been sort of a a catalyst of of solidity that City maybe haven't had in recent years?
1: It, well ever since we lost company company was a leader for us on and off the pitch um, I think he had respect right the way through the club and I think when you lose a player like that even in the corridors walking around the training ground letting on to the young kids talking to the kit men I think you're losing something there I think it's it's not a good place but what I'm being told with with the lads at work at City that this Diaz came in no fear not your typical Portuguese player you know um, come in barking orders getting upset Calming him down, just just generally like living right, eating right. Um, he's just generally took to the English game and he's been a breath of fresh air. I mean, some of the games we played United and he threw himself in front of three or four certain goals, just literally threw his body in it. And that's what you want to see. As a football fan in a Derby, you wanna you wanna see someone throwing themselves in, in front of balls. You know, I've seen People like Sammy and Asri turn the backing walls and Robin Pampers mm-hmm. to score free kicks and things like that just really get to me because I think, you know, come on, you're not on the firing line here. You're not in, 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 in a war. Get your, get your head in front of it. And this is what this Diaz brings to the team. He brings a bit of leadership that we were lacking. Organisation He's not frightened to, uh, to get stuck in but he's a little bit composed on the ball. I mean, we have Otamendi who had a bit of a heart and wore it on his sleeve, but his final, you know, he, coming out from the back, rash challenges, different animal. This Diaz, I mean, he's got to be up there for player of the season. If City go on and win the league, this kid for his first season, he's got to be up there. And you've got to give credit to John Stones. He's coming. in. He's sorted his personal problems out. He's managed to dislodge. It was a fantastic centre-half in Laporte. And you can't knock Stones. He's, he's finally showing the potential that people knew was in there, but we've not seen it. So, you know, it, it, it could be an outstanding season for Stones. And um, that back four at the minute, you know, is looking really, really good. And the thing is, as uh, Sean touched on it before, this is probably the most um, different Guardiola's ever been. You 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years we play one way we come to we come to Anfield how many times we start off fast trying to kill you we're 3-0 down in 30 minutes all the time but this I think we're going to come on Sunday and we're going to say right hold on a minute we don't have to force the game we've got them points ahead and we've got a game in hand let's see Liverpool come on to us and I think we'll be looking to set a few traps I think we'll be looking for you to come on us and hopefully we try and catch you on the break which you do to us all the time so Pep sort of learned from a few mistakes. It's good to see. We, we don't have to beat every team 7-0. We don't have to beat every team 4-0. We can win 1-0. We can beat West Brom away 5-0. Then we can go at home and beat Sheffield United 1-0. And that's a good result. We don't have to entertain the masses. We just need to get the job done
0: three points either way, isn't it? So, I mean, you know, it it doesn't really matter what way it it comes. Dan Bailey says Diaz is a defender's defender, and that's a very good point. Charlie Everett, a Man City fan, says Joe Cancelo plays all over the pitch. Sometimes we see him as a number eight, then a right back, and then a centre mid. He has been a sensation for Manchester City this season. Um, He's a player that was always a good player, but I'm surprised by how well he's sort of, come on this season. I thought he was I thought he was just going to be a Danilo sort of look, not Danilo Lloyd, but a Danilo replacement yeah. as in he can plug in either side and he'll do with a seven out of ten for you. But he's much better than that, this fella. Is. He,
1: struggled, he struggled last season. Yeah. Uh, everyone could see it. We 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 didn't know who we bought. We thought, you know, and then there was talk in the summer of him leaving and nobody nobody blinked an eye before oh, he's not worked out, let him go. But the thing is with Pep Guardiola Guardiola and the system that he plays if you watch some of the documentaries on Pep, some of the players, even the big-name players like Itieri on Reason that couldn't get their head around the system that he tried to play. Eric Abidal at Barcelona went to the chairman and wanted a transfer because Pep Guardiola was trying to tell him to come into midfield and he, he, he just couldn't get it. But then when you actually, oh. when they actually twig it, you just see the, 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 the team like you just see the players just sort of like, it's like a, a light bulb moment. It's like, boom, and then next minute, it all looks like a gelled unit. But when certain players don't get it, it, it it's disjointed. The thing is, with, mm-hmm. with, with that Pep team, you have to get that system. And if one or two in, are not pulling the weight in the system or going where they should be, it all falls apart. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I really do. Yeah, Sean, yeah, you know, sure. I, mean, I know you've been a big fan of Pep and, and his walk over the years with, with his other clubs. And something Steve said there is very, very true. You know, Pep wants players that are that bit more switched on upstairs that have that tactical flexibility and Bayern Munich, Philippe Lamb could play anywhere yeah. for him. We see Alaba transferred. At Barcelona, he always wanted that. But another player that's really stepped up on, and their new touch on him, Sean, he has been Ilkay Gundogan. He has yeah. been, he's playing further forward now, isn't he? He's not sort of sitting as deep now. And he's just got the freedom, doesn't he, Shani, at, at City now. that He's he's dictating games and he's he's really, really a danger man for them now. He was always a great yeah.
2: player. But yeah, 100%. Like, Gondwan at, at Borussia Dortmund was unbelievable. Like, we seen the games against him in the Europa League and then even the run that, that Dortmund team had in the Champions League. He stand out midfielder and he just kind of, ended up being one of those players at City who just, they went in there and they were just another body. Um, I'm sure Steve would probably agree. He didn't pull up any trees, but he was always probably a seven out of ten. Like, you know, a six, seven out of ten. But this season, he's really grabbed the ball by the horns. Like, I think when City have lacked leaders, you see him picking up the ball and just driving at the fences. He's, he's getting around everywhere. He's so mobile. He has so many facets to his game. And like Cancelo, just another player in that city team who's was at the standing up to stepping up to the mark when they haven't had strikers because he's played Pep's played him for this man forward at, and all at times up with yeah. the, the with the two wide lads. So he's he's a Swiss Army knife. He's the perfect type of Guardiola footballer who he knows he can depend on. And he's real. He got a year left on his. He had a year left on his deal, didn't he? I think he was one of those players who was probably playing for his future at one stage, and now he's yeah. flying like he's He's one of the standout performers in that Man City team, and there's been so many of them. Man, they're probably not getting the, the just as great City because they haven't been the same. But the a pragmatic is probably too strong of a word because pragmatic would suggest that they've been negative in a way. But it's just a very, it's a different, it's a more rigid City setup. They look like a proper unit now, and even when they were flying, you thought, yeah, you could get at them, but they look like a real unit now. You look at the goals conceded; it, it, it's it's very impressive, and it's something that you wouldn't associate with a Guardiola side so because attack is normally the best, the best form of defence with Man City. But they've just been excellent all over, and they've missed Aguero, and they're missing De Bruyne again. Uh, but still, they're, they're, they're flowing, and look, you fucking hate to say it, bastard. Yeah,
0: you really do. You really do. Well, Sean, you're going to stick with you now. Liverpool, on the other hand, are not flowing, um, and war- taking two steps forward and then two steps back. And whether that's down to, you know, we we had two very good performances against, we had two excellent performances against Spurs and West Ham, but we're then losing more players and we're losing more momentum. Is this the type of game that we need now? Or is this just a totally wrong time for us to be playing a city team in this form? And what I'm trying to get at is, City are not, we've said it there, they're not an all conquering, you know, steamrolling every team. They're more more pragmatic, as Steve said, that it might be a different man City that'll allow Liverpool to have the ball. Do you see us up in game for this one? Um, with it being a big, big rival, as we've seen in the past, even this season, games we've picked up when we probably have been in poor form. Is this another one of those for you, Shawnee?
2: Look, you say form goes out the window at these type of games, and it? it's the shite old saying that always comes around. But we've showed up in these games this year. We've we've beaten teams came, and oh, Leicester would be a tough game. We battered them, and then Spurs came, and we ended up beating them. Um City's record at Anfield isn't great. And the, one of the one one thing I can remember was two years ago, Guardiola came to Anfield and shut up shop and they were literally only a Mardes missed penalty away from nicking the 1-0. Yeah. Now I can see them going for a similar sort of setup again on Sunday but they've been doing a lot more of that this year. City have grinded out some amount of 1-0s this year so I don't expect them to go gun home, go for the throw because we they see what happens every year we end up blitzing them there at Anfield. Like our, our record against City at Anfield is unbelievable in the league. I can't remember really? the last time that they beat us there so... Anelka um, was, Nicholas and Elka yeah, last time we were here. Yeah, so there you go, it goes to show. like It depends on who we have available, Keith, because yeah. if Alisson is back and Fabinho is back and Mane is back, then I back goes to put a performance in against anyone at home. Now, that sounds a bit fucking stupid, coming from two back-to-back losses off Burnley and Brighton. Yeah. But these games are different. Um I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, maybe I shouldn't be, but I am because... It's a spectacle, you know what I mean? The, the game, I hope it doesn't let down. It's not a, a drab nil all. But look, Steve hit the nail on the head. Seven points clear of us with a game in hand. See, you probably take your hand off for the draw there now and now. Yeah, just, you know what? Get absolutely. that fixture out. Get, your, get that fixture out of the way. And, and we truck on. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Pep sets up. Because I understand, I absolutely know, based on personnel, if you boys fit, you know how Liverpool are going to set up. We're going to go for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we haven't really been able to break down teams this year, that by setting up a deep blocks. But I don't see City doing that. It's a it's it's strange. Like I don't remember a Man City Liverpool game the build up being with this kind of way because you think back to the game at the Yeti had the season was done with last year. This year. Both teams are in a bit of a ropey moment, and it was one of them games like where I think it was eighty a minute in the Eddie had, and you could just see fucking both sides shook hands and say, "All right, lads, not to beat today, one all, and we'll take our ball yeah. and go home." Sort of thing. So, um, it's I, I'm, I'm quietly confident. I'm not gonna lie about this game just because of our record in the past, and just I know we show up in these games. I know we're not gonna be fucking on our on our ass like we were last night.
0: Yeah, and that, that's the thing, you know, it's... um, Hold on, just one second. Yeah, that's uh, the thing with Liverpool. You, we can print a performance against Spurs and one against West Ham. I'm not trying to big up West Ham, but it was being classed as a banana skin, you know. It's West Ham, Liverpool are there for the take and no centre-backs. Um, through the adversity, we, we did pick her up. And this game, Sean, you touched on there, Steve. You know, the personnel really is a, is a... Is crucial for us, but whoever we can get back into that lineup. How do you see? it? Do you see this being a dangerous game for City, or are you confident that City can go to Anfield and get? Now I know we said that they don't have a great record there, but if ever there was a time to change that, do you feel this is the time that City can change that record?
1: Well, the the last few years we've been there, I've been super confident. The way we played, I thought we're going to go there. We're going to take over the gaff. We'll be singing blue moon happy days we're 3-0 down in like 10 minutes I'm like what's going on here it's just a mad mad place it just doesn't I don't get that vibe when I go there where I'm thinking I just don't get that vibe. I go to Old Trafford, me I don't care I think you know what we'll wipe the floor with easy shit I go to Liverpool and I think Fuck, you know, I just, it just, it it's just got this vibe about it where we just don't seem to do well but with what I'm seeing now with the defence and our defence being a bit, bit more solid and like Sean said before when Mares missed the penalty, that game was probably the best we played there for years. Now, if you're asking me would I take a draw, 100% I'd take a draw. So, my message to Pep would be, if I'm Pep, I'd go in there and say, look, we don't lose this game. We don't lose this game. Liverpool are going to be a little bit nervous. They've just been beat off Brighton, um, so they know we're dangerous. But, don't go gung-ho, early doors. Let's settle into the game. And I think it's a waiting game for us. I think if we settle into the game and, and we... You know, we try and compact it, frustrate them a little bit and maybe catch them on the break. I can see us getting something. But Liverpool always okay. do well against us. You can't deny it. It's just, it's just one of them things. They always do well. And like you say, we're in a fortunate position with seven points clear with the game in hand. Um, a point would be a fantastic result for us. I know the City fans in the comments probably don't want to hear me say that, but I'm just got me City realist head on. I'm thinking I've walked out of Anfield that many times Disappointed. A point
0: on Sunday, I'll be happy as a pig in shit. <laughs> 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 point, point on Sunday, he punches what level with the other lot and the game in hand. And as um you know, we we always pick it up for this game, but. It it's probably the, the right time for you to come at us. And a draw wouldn't be a bad result. Sean, would you be happy with a draw with this game from a Liverpool point of view? Or do you think we need to get the points? We need to to put a sort of a marker to stop the rot that we're in, as in one game. Like, but that we need to, to get something to pick <laughs> us up and carry us on. Because the reality is, and I don't think, I, you
2: know, I don't
0: think Man City can be
2: caught in this league. Right? No, I mean, I, I, I don't even think we can.
0: Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation.
2: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. I'd know, I'd, I I'd, I'd imagine that the team that finishes above Liverpool wins the league this year. Because I'd, I'd fancy, still fancy us to finish second. But yeah. I can't see anyone City in City like that. We've seen this. All too often down the years, Keith, when City get up the head of steam, they just start rolling teams over, rolling teams over, rolling teams over. It'll get to the stage where it was sort of like us last year. Teams are beat before they even go out on the pitch. You know what I mean? And look, it, away games have become easier, sort thought, because there's no fans. And that's a massive factor on Sunday that night. No, no, that I'm feeling yeah. it'll be empty on Sunday. And look, if there's ever a the chance for City to go there and beat us, it will be this Sunday. But we have to win, Keith. Not in order to stay in the title race. We have to win. If you don't win, fucking if you lose three home games on the bounce, that would suggest that there's more problems than than there actually is. But I don't think there actually is. Um I just think the with with the injuries that we've had, we've fallen short and when Man City got up to speed, it draws a loss. It's as simple as that. That's the way this league has been for the last couple of years. If you draw, it may as well be a loss because they're just going to put two points or three points on you at a time. Uh, I can't see Israel and City's in, in from this, and even I seen Carragher said today that if Liverpool have any ambition to win the league, they need to win on Sunday. Even still, I still it's a mental, uh, it's a big ask. But we need, we just need it. We need to. Not sort of a statement, but we need to just fucking get a result on Sunday. It's as simple yeah. as that. We can't afford to get there and get rolled Alba by City. Not in terms of toilet race. It's just for the fact, yeah, you're still playing champions. You have to have some sort of fucking pride. You know what I mean? If they to go down swinging.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's all well and good. We, if we bloody the noses of Man City on, on Sunday and we can get a win out of that, it, you know, the, the reality is, I think City, it's the lead is too far, but we have to make sure. I said this on a show last night. We have to make sure that we finish the best of the rest because we are the defending champions. And look, we can use excuses about angel players. I think it's valid in some of the,
2: some That's of the absolutely valid. Now, Any, I I anyone, anyone who says it's it's just an excuse is a fucking idiot. Like, we're missing four or five of the yeah. starting lineup for 50% of the season. So, going, yeah. what, like, no team copes with that. We've seen what happened to the drop-off of City last year and they lost Laporte, and Steve hit the nail on the head. They had to put fucking Fabinho in there. So, not only then are you down your main centre-back, you're down your best... You're down a midfield general. So, yeah. you're proggin' out. It's like fucking trying to get water out of a the boat with a save at the moment. It just... Keeps on coming at us. Look, and that's football. That's the way it goes. That This season was always going to be a mad one like that. And what we're seeing now, like everything is coming to fruition that we talk. The team that puts together a run is going to fucking run out clear here. And I can see City doing that now. And look, props to them because they had a tough start. They had a ropey start. People were writing Pep off. There was fucking talks, emergency talks, that they had to get Messi in to try bleeding salvage the season. But no, they've, they've dug in. And a few of the lads there who were under, under pressure last year, the likes of the Stones and Cancelo, they've all pulled their socks up. And look, that's fucking, you can only tip your hat to them, but um, Sunday's massive. We need something because if we go out there and get Raul over, you could, like a slow it is what you definitely don't want.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. It's, it's, um, it, it's going to be a, an interesting game, but something we've all sort of said, lads, we've all agreed on, you know, that you can't afford defeats in this league with these two teams. You know, they've set a bar, they've set a precedent. You know, when when Manchester United you know, and Arsenal were going for the leagues, I think the, the old saying was you could lose six games. That Those days have gone. Now, they're back this year just because it's a bit of a weird season. But every game, the fact that every game is nearly like a cup final, it just shows the the mental pressure you have to have, the mental uh, strength you have to have for these um these types of run-ins, and and I think these two teams are the two. The managers are the two that that instill that, and they're a reflection. The teams are a reflection of that manager. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Steve, where will City win this game on Sunday? Where can City win this game on Sunday? What are the? What do you think are the the main things they have to do, and who are the main threats? I just think we've got that back four and the
1: goalkeeper they have got to do what they've been doing all season. They've just got to keep it tight because you don't know at the minute what front three from Liverpool are turning up. Because one game you watch them, and they're absolutely outstanding, and you think, "Jesus Christ, they're murdering people." I mean, that goal from Salah the other night, West Ham. I even stood up on my couch and clapped it. That touch and put it in, unbelievable. And then you watch them certain games, and and, and they look well off the bike, well off the boil, well off the pace. I think I watched a game. I don't know who you played, but Firmino was missing. The shooting was poor and and, and so we've got, to a we've got to make sure the back four is on it. Um you've got to make gotta win that midfield battle. You know, you're struggling in there at the minute, we've got to win it. Gundogan's playing well, Rodri's playing well, uh, Bernardo Silva is starting to look like the old Bernardo Silva, so that's decent for us. So we've got to win that that battle in there. And a big key for me, I think, is gonna be Foden. I mean, I think he'll play Foden for the energy, and I think he does give us that energy. I think when you see him chasing and pressing, him and Jesus and that, um, I think it just keeps the team up a gear. Sometimes you see our play get a bit flat, and you'll hear Pep barking a few orders out, and then all of a sudden, that press comes again, and, and it keeps us going, and it's, and I think that's what's getting us through a lot of games at the minute. I think that the, the younger players are really pressing and pushing, and... And I think that's key for us. I think if we sit back and try to nick it, we might, you know, it might backfire. I think we've just got to keep busy, keep the energy up in the midfield, frustrate them, and hopefully break break their hearts and 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 snatch it. But um, looking at us at the minute, we we look good. We can't we can't moan. We look good. It's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to the game because I really don't. I really look at our record and I look at the way Liverpool have played the last few games. And I'm thinking, yeah, as a neutral, you're thinking City's going to go there. This is ideal chance. Let's kill them. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. I've always said this season that Liverpool and City were the, the, the title contenders. I'm not having Man United one bit. I've said it on the Big Six. I ain't wearing it. And I said it at the beginning mm. of the Big Six. There's only two teams capable of going on a run. And I used to say to, to Turkish and the boys, um, you know City's got it in the lockup. Liverpool's got the same in the lock-up. Um, I don't think the title's over. You look at February for us. We've got United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, West Ham. Um, they're all hard games. You know, they're all hard games. We've just got to keep doing what we're doing, keep our nut down, and like you say, I'll be happy with more than happy with the draw.
0: Uh, Charlie Uh, City. he predicted 11 in there. Uh, Do you agree with this or where do you see any changes? So he's got Ederson, Cancelo, Diaz, Stones and Laporte, Rodri, Bernardo, Gundogan, Jesus, Sterling and Foden or Mardes. He can't make his mind up. Do you see it being that and and where do you see Foden or Mardes?
1: I I think he'll play Mm Foden. Um, I think he'll keep Mahrez on the bench. I don't think I think Sterling's a bit amiss at the minute. He never really turns up against Liverpool anyway. Um, but Mahrez, I think he'll keep him on the bench for for the option later on to replace Sterling. But yeah, that's my team. I'd go with that team, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and there's no yeah. chance of Ferdinand Torres, maybe?
1: No, making... I think Torres, is, you know, he's a bit of an impact player at the minute. It's his first season. We're bedding him in. He's had a good season, scored a few. Um, I wouldn't start him at Anfield, Um that shape there and and, and the way that I, I, that's to my team. So, Charlie, Everett, spot on, mate.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And, Shani, um, same for you We're about Liverpool. Where do Liverpool win this and how can we get the result that we need? What do we need to do?
2: It comes down to the two lads up top, Mane and Salah. They've, once Mane is there, they've got to be clinical because there's been too many games where he haven't been this year. And another one that needs to turn up on Sunday is Bobby Firmino because he always does in these games. And Firmino, when Firmino plays well, we play well. Um, that's just the facet of our play. I think um, we've seen how devastating Salah can be, but we've seen the other side this year as well. So we need the boys up top to show because this will be the type of game where there probably only might be one or two chances. And if you don't take them, normally City give up loads of chances, but I can't see that this weekend because of the setup that they have. And... I think it'll be one of one of last by the managers, Keith. I think it's going kind to of come down to each coach because the one criticism you could nail Pep with is that sometimes he tries to reinvent the wheel in these games when he doesn't have yeah. to. Like you've seen it away in Europe last year to Leon, he he just went for something completely different and a backfired massive, massively. Now he has that cushion there. So that's what makes me think he won't do that and he can be a little bit more. Like he can just do what he has to do here. He doesn't have to try reinvent the wheel because City have got that point cushion over us. And I'm with Steve, I, I don't I may I maybe even Pep is looking at United. I don't think anyone is taking United really serious as title challengers, to be honest, because they know look, they're fucking managed by Oleg on a It's just as simple as that. I don't think they have to go for it. But it will depend massively on personnel for us. Obviously we need Allison back and I'd love for him to get Kabak in there with, with Fabinho at the back so we can get Hendo back into midfield because the midfield will be massive. You're saying there's two lads in form and a, a midfield of Hendo, Genie, Thiago are good enough to dominate against any side. It will just come down to who takes their chances. And I think that's where it's slightly going in their favour because I don't think the likes of Amarez, Sterling or the, or the Jesus they're not as clinical as they uh, as their uh, two lads up top, especially in these big games. So we will come down to that. And um, it, it's an interesting lineup. But look, it's it's complete. This is a different city game to anything we've seen in recent years because city are city had a well oiled machine this time around. Like these these are the team that who have the colossus at the back, like you know what I mean? They have the Diaz in there, they have stones playing well. So I don't know, look. What the game's half four on Sunday, is it? Yeah, I'd be mm. far more comfortable giving a prediction of half three on Sunday when I know what side sort the of team we can predict. Because yeah, yeah. If, if I see a riggy on a team sheet, I'm gonna watch last of the summer wine or
0: something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, I can agree with that. Leo Pill puts in a team of Alison Trent, Kabak Davies, Robo Hendo, Fab, Tiago, Mane, Bobby, and Mo. Johnny, there's no way Davies and Kavak are playing in this game. Nah, Jesus,
2: two, um, uh, so. No, no, no. I, I probably Kabak seems to be the one out of two who I'd fancy just in a bigger game to have started because he's, he's look. What's he? 20. He's played three seasons of Bundesliga football, so he'd be more up to scratch. You'd like to think uh, Davies coming from Preston, it, it's not the fucking game to put that lad in. In fairness. Uh, no, not, not with the-
1: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet.
0: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their
2: prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Fine that we're in. If it was a Carabao Cup game, then you'd probably say, yeah, all right, but not an elite game. Not one that we have to win. Uh, and I'd leave Fabinho in there. Just getting Hendo back into midfield would be huge, huge to us because... I don't think opposition fans realise how, just how important he is to our system. He's the one on the right side of that centre mid that allows Trent to do what he does and allows Salah to cheat. So a massive facet of their system is based on Hendo being in there and, and allowing those boys to do that work. So hopefully we can get him in there. Look, fucking the way our season's going, Keith, the game's on Sunday... Uh, if, if your whole team came down with fucking Calvin on Saturday, I just wouldn't be surprised. That's just how this season is panning out for us. If you fell into a barrel of tits, we'd come out soaking our thumbs.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. And do you know what? It is it is a valid point and and it's not, um, Steve, it's not looking to, you know, belittle Liverpool's ability in this, but Sean, did touch on the fact that until we know the Liverpool lineup, You know, yeah. you could be looking at a, a team with Alisson, with Fabinho, with Henderson, with Mane. Or you could be looking at a team with Quevin Keller, who was being excellent when he's being called upon, in fairness. You could be looking at Nat Phillips at the back. You could be looking at James Milner playing the fourth game in three days or something, you know. It, it's a totally... And you could be looking at Shakiri or Origi up front, you know. So we could well be... Man, man for man, able to matches our, our lineup could be just absolutely decimated. Are you expecting, as an outsider, as an outsider, are you expecting a strong Liverpool to show up on Sunday?
1: I mean, I've, I just expect that he's going to play the strongest team that's available to him, I mean, the only injuries are, are um, a nightmare. Um, the kid from Schalke might get a game, like you say, he's he's been playing in the Bundesliga, so it's not like. I don't think um uh, I said it to Grizz on, on the big six. I don't think Liverpool needed to go out and, and, and you're not going to get an outstanding centre half in January. You're just not going to do it. But you don't you didn't need that. You just needed someone with a bit of experience, someone that you could mould obviously into a better player. And I think play anyone playing with Virgil is gonna get is gonna get better. It's just the way it is. Um I expect I expect Henderson in midfield, because I mean, we beat United in the Carabao Cup the other week. They had Pogba in there, but Fernandez, Fred and our boys ran rings around them. So I think Klopp knows that it could be won and lost in there. I think he will know that our strike force, the way we play with Jesus, he's not an overly, I don't know, he's not an overly dangerous number nine. He's not in your face. He's not going to knock you around a bit, but he's just going to pressure. So I think he will prioritise the midfield battle rather than the defence. Whereas... You go up against Burnley, you've got them big boys up front, they're pumping them long balls up. You know your defenders have got it all day. We ain't going to do that. We're going to keep possession. We're going to knock it about. And I think if he strengthens the midfield and can maybe snatch that ball in the midfield and get us on the break, um, I think that's what he's going to do. Uh, we're definitely not going to resort to long balls to get it out. You know, We can sometimes overplay it. I think Clock knows that. Um, and like Sean said before, the big fear with all City fans is Pep Guardiola, uh, Guardiola overthinking it. I mean, that Leon game was a joke. We go to that Leon game and play exactly how we've played for the last three years. We beat them and we wipe the floor with them. He goes there, starts over thinking, he thinks he's, I don't know what he's done. And uh, anyway, we're out. Simple as that. He's done it at Anfield before. We've gone there, changed the team. I don't know what he's got in his mind. And we've, we've been 3-0 down. I think he's learned his lesson. He has not been as stubborn and, he's, and, and he has been willing to change it. And he's changed it and it's worked. So for me, if Pep goes there, sets up as we've set up this season, and just plays our normal game, I think we'll get a result. Um, but there's always that Pep Guardiola. He has a dream the night before about some crazy tactic, and then that's
0: exactly. So, Steve, look, give us a prediction. Give us a score prediction.
1: Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say one nil, sitter.
0: 1-0 City. Hmm, interesting. And, Sean, you what about yourself?
2: 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1. I don't, I don't see this being the, the type of man, City-Liverpool game where we fucking, what, 2-3 up after 20 minutes. This City team, that's not this City team. We're going to have to fucking work hard and be clinical. 2-1 Liverpool, like hopefully. Please, God.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, look, it's it's... It can go either way, and and hopefully Liverpool can perform. You know, it, it's been um, a tumultuous season. There's a comment in there, Charlie's having a great night. Uh, Man City fan, Michael Oliver's in charge on Sunday. Let's hope he's not wearing his Liverpool shirt underneath. Charlie, I don't think you've been watching many Liverpool games, <laughs> um, especially not with Michael Oliver. Um, it's the look. We can all say the the standard of refereeing. Michael Oliver is supposedly the best referee in in the league, and. I think the standard, even him, he's fucking brutal. Like, I think it's a damning indictment that he's the best, but he's certainly nowhere, uh, no Liverpool fan, Michael, uh, Michael Oliver. But look, could come down to something dodgy, we never know. Um, but look, we'll wait and see. It's been. Um, it's always, to me, one of the the best games of the season, whether it's a tactical game, whether it's a sort of helter-skelter game, it's always a game we look forward to because it's the two best managers in world football coming up against each other, two of the best teams in world football coming up against each other, two teams that, that respect each other and sort of know... Um, that, that, you know, there's no does no give or take with the opposition. And that, that's what I like about these games. But look, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on um, and of giving course. us your your uh, thoughts on the game. It's always good to get a, a voice from an opposition um, fan coming on. Where can people find you on social media there, Steve?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram, BigSteveMCFC, and I'm on Twitter, BigSteveMCFC.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. I'm sure a few people will like to... Keep a track on you, Sean. You know you don't do any of that social media nonsense, don't you? Not know? that's it's oh, uh,
2: that's a lot of bollocks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm new to it. I'm new to it. I'm
1: new. I've been told I have to do it by the boys, so I've done oh, it. Yeah, but, uh, uh, history, a,
2: needs most mate, but fuck me, man, that Twitter is an absolute cesspit. It's a cesspit, yeah, not for me. Like, like, yeah.
0: It is, especially when if you are building it around football, it's it's just an you know, absolute bleeding. And you can be the top of the world, and then the next day are. Uh, there's all sorts going on But look, it is what it is That's what we love That's the nature of the beast um, Look, it's been a cracking show tonight uh, The chat has been flowing We've had Man City fans in there Brilliant We've had one sap in there all night Kept getting banned Throwing in ridiculous shouts But look, we always get that That's the, the way it goes yeah. well, For everybody that came in and contributed We say this every night Our, our chat the, the people that come into the chat Any opposition fans are welcome Be respectful, you know And and, yeah. and the guys in the chat will give the respect back Um. It's a great community that we have. They drive these shows on, but you know, some of the lads in there from the city. side, so well done, thanks for coming in and giving us your thoughts. Um, it's good to have a friendly chat, you know, where it doesn't resort to, to skill boys sort of, well, not even skill boys Some of the stuff that was getting put in yeah, there, it's,
2: it's good to see. There's content out there that doesn't play and resort to that shite plain. That's somewhere. the that's the reason I, I
1: I um I never did anything because I don't deal with all that. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not going on yeah. I'm just going to say how it is, whether it upsets the people in the comments or not. I go on the big six. Uh, I'm not fans of these fan channels where they're all sat in the camera, screaming, shouting, throwing chairs around and all that. a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll have a meet someone at the game, have a beer and, and I'm level-headed. If City get turned over, I'll tell you I'll do a shit. If City are outstanding, I'll tell you outstanding. If I have to come on with my chest beating, I'll do it. If I have to come on with my tail between my legs, I'll do it. And like you say... I think is a lot of the city fans now um, that are following me onto these chats. Fair play to them; um, they like it because I say how it is. You know what I mean? And I back in the corners. A lot of city fans out there get shouted down, empty seats, all that bullshit. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'll have a fair. I've come on here tonight. It's been a great show. We've spoke openly about the game. It's a pleasure when everyone's not shouting over each other and that. You know what I mean? We can talk about different opinions. We've all got different opinions. We all love our team, and. We're looking forward to a great game of football. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's not about name calling and load of rubbish and all that nonsense. Can't be doing with it myself.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. You oh, hit that's... the nail on the head, you fit the nail on That's one thing that we sort of aim at as well here is you much want to have chats, you know what I mean? We don't want to be shouty and you know we don't want to be nearly trending for all the wrong reasons. But look, it is what it is. Steve, thanks very much again for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. No having at you.
1: All.
2: Anytime. Great. Enjoy your Sunday boys. Up you the blues. Really,
0: <laughs> and Shawnee, As always pal A pleasure to get you On these shows Yes
2: Geeta Absolute pleasure Like you said It's good to come on And have level headed Football chat And not fucking shout bollocks Over each other For an all hour day. and a half We picked Talk that 10 points out and, yeah. yeah
0: Brilliant stuff Listen This has been The Build Up Show uh, We've been the LFC trippers, And we would see us all Against you
2: People say
1: Treat yourself Like you need a reason But McDonald's treats Are perfect for every day like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. ba 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 Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.